This is Quilt Connections with Karen Ponichelle. Today we're with Laura Sutoff. Laura has a BFA in surface design. She's a muralist, decorative painter. She does interior design. She does custom fabric design. She is also a class instructor and designs patterns. And today we want to talk to her and learn all that we can from her and learn a little bit more about her new company, Laura Lane Design. Welcome, Laura. Hi, Karen. So good to talk to you today. Good, good. Well, first, let's start with your company, Laura Lane Design. Tell us about your new company. I've started a uh, art licensing company where I license my artwork uh, to be used for fabric design, uh, uh, apparel, uh, things, uh, companies like Target. I can use them on plastic trays, any type of reproduction, paper companies. And so I'll sign a contract and license my artwork for them for a certain amount of time. Oh, excellent, excellent. Also, um, I think you have a new uh, line of fabric, which is uh, the Cicada Collection. Tell us about tell us about that, and then I want to know um, a little bit about how, uh, what inspires you and how you design uh, fabric. Well, the Cicada Collection is one of my newer collections. Uh, I've been designing for years and have quite a library ready to be used. <laughs> but this is the first one that I've licensed uh, with the textiledistrict.com. And it was inspired uh, by the cicadas that almost fall from the sky from our deck. So they come out and crawl up the tree and spread their wings and fly and make the most amazing noise. And then they pass away. When they pass away, they drop down and hit our deck. And we actually had to put up a tent because the seven pin oaks in our backyard, uh, it was just, if you got hit in the head by one of those cicadas dropping from the trees, it would be terrible. Oh, yeah. But they are beautiful. They have an iridescent wing color. They almost have a white chalkiness to their bodies and to their wings and their legs. And they're gorgeous. Uh, I had a friend that she collected them and made a wreath for Halloween out of all the dead cicadas. <laughs> oh, well, um, okay. Ew, that's kind of... I know, that's kind of great. Kind of yuck, but... Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. So the, cicada, the, the cicadas that I have are that are more colorful and, you know, they're supposed to be alive, uh, remind me of the South. Growing up in the South, uh, the sounds they make, it just makes you feel at home. It's always in the evening at dusk uh, with just a nice breeze outside. We always get a wonderful breeze up on our deck and sit out, watch the sunset and listen to the cicadas. It's uh, it's just wonderful because it reminds you of, you know, being with your family, being at parties at night, the lights are low and you're out on the lawn, uh, seeing friends and family uh, and just, uh, hearing that familiar sound of home yeah it sounds like um uh, reminds me of um the summer always reminds mm -hmm. me of the summer mm -hmm. because of course they you know make their little cricketing sound yes in the summer uh, but yeah uh, a lot of memories of that when I was a kid mm -hmm. um, so tell us about um, how you design uh, fabrics well that is a big question that's a big Karen. question sorry <laughs> Well, I want to know, like, where is uh, the repeat? How many, how many uh, fabrics make up a line? That kind of thing. Well, 
it depends on who you're designing for. Sometimes it's just a, a pair. Sometimes there's four in a collection. Uh, quilt fabric, usually there's eight or nine. Uh, the, it just depends on uh, upholstery fabric might have, you know, four to six. Uh, if you're just doing a, you know, short lines, you know, a pair is nice just to have one colorway of that one, you know, certain neutral design, and then you can work from there. Mm -hmm. um, there, how to design fabric, there's so many ways. Mm -hmm. Digital fabric printing is very popular. So you can actually just draw a picture and scan it in and upload it to, you know, a website. There's a couple different ones out there now. And put it into repeat using their software. There's uh, other softwares that you can purchase from home. There's uh, the Creative Suite with, you know, Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator and InDesign. Uh, there's a software that I purchased called Artlandia. Artlandia? Artlandia. It's, uh, it's a bit different. It, you, there's a learning curve there, I think. Um, and I've only used it a couple times. And then, of course, CAD. So that's more an industry standard. But I think now the industry, the fabric design industry and others, are, are switching more to sort of a Adobe Creative Suite type design. Okay. And less CAD. Um, but the easiest way is just to draw your designs up and scan them in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, tell us about, like, when you're creating a line, what, um, do you look at, like, different scales, what colors, mm -hmm. little tips, what, what do you do there? So, when I create a line, I usually think of the two main fabrics first. Okay. I, I try to, uh, go from there to think of what tiny little designs would work, what little patterns. I do more large scale currently. Uh, they're printed large scale for upholstery because uh, home deck is a big, big deal right now, uh, where it's less quilting. But now we're going to have everything scaled down because I have a lot of quilting friends and I love quilts and they inspire me so, as you inspire me, Karen. Oh. And so we're going to scale down some of the designs uh, on textile.com so that they can be used for both. Okay, great, great. Um, as far as uh, like designers, like who is um, like your idol? Who are some of your favorites that you, um, you know, are, inspire you? Well, as an artist, Jane Sassman is my number one. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. She, they're all her original designs. She has stayed true to her style, uh, her bold sense of color and design. It's just, she's just amazing. And I've gotten to meet her a few times and she's just delightful is she is she mm -hmm. really nice in person she's so nice in person yeah. yes yeah, I bet. she's wonderful i bet um do you teach um classes and do you teach like mm -hmm. um designing fabric anything like that i know you um you dye fabrics um mm -hmm. do you teach what do you teach so i i used to teach more consistently under uh my a, a company name called Meridian Fibers, which I still have. I've done more lectures for guilds and workshops currently, but want to get back to the Meridian Fibers, where it kind of goes back to shibori dyeing and batik, uh, silk screening. That's what started me in the design process at school. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first things I learned was how to silk screen. 
that's when I started to fabric design. Okay. That was my inspiration. So silkscreen is uh, a passion. I probably have 50 silkscreens that I use over and over again. Oh, really? Wash them out mm-hmm. and then use emulsion and put new images on. Mm-hmm. So that that's a favorite. I used to do a lot of shows, art shows, and travel around. You know, I call it my carny life before I had my twins. <laughs> <laughs> so all the way from New York City, you know, down to Florida. Uh, a lot of local shows here in Charlotte, North Carolina, but that I really enjoyed it very much. Okay. Mm-hmm. What kind of trends are you seeing um, in uh, like fabric? Any specific colors? Any specific like animals? Like I know Tula Pink. Mm-hmm. I think she has a, a line coming out that's got all cats in it. Of course, a favorite of mine. Oh, all yes. cats and then dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, what what like trends are you seeing right now? Well, there there are so many trends and i think that if you get a head start on them at the the beginning of the year the surtech is where i went for the first time this year in new york i think it's a the show is in may and they sort of give you an idea of what the trends to follow for that year uh-huh. so that was last year this 2018 it was green this year it's purple eggplant okay. sort of colors mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the crystals and stones and nature and you know last year was cactuses so it's amazing that the business industry sets the trends really so they set the trends and then all the companies follow Mm -hmm. so what i like to do is not do anything that the business trends want me to do i go the opposite right Right. i yeah design what i like to design and color the way i want to color right because I feel like deep down, people know what they like. They know their favorite colors. They know what animals and things that they like, which look cats mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is just do what's true to yourself. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good. That's a good. That's a good thing to follow. Um, let's see. Um, what other uh, like tips um, can you tell us? Like any one good tip. The best one is to keep trying. You know, if you're going to be a designer, it is a, it's difficult to stick with it, to keep, you know, posting it, to put your artwork out there. That is why it's taken me so long. It's because I've been very shy. Oh. I didn't want to put things out there that I didn't think people would like or that I didn't feel that were good enough. And realize it's the messy person that I am that I'm perfectionist and I did not know that oh, really uh-huh. <laughs> so everything had to be just right and perfect for I could put it out and now and, and being afraid to put artwork on Facebook and social media was that was big for me mm-hmm. so I've gotten everything copyrighted which I think is very important um, you know if you post something know that if it's not copyrighted that's out there mm-hmm. you're not gonna if somebody copies you're not gonna get any Thing back from that right. um, and it's gonna happen mm-hmm. you know I had a high school art teacher that said everything's been done before right so if you do it do it your way you know I'm sure people have done cicada you know fabrics before I think I saw a cicada fabric um, with another quilt company but looks very different than mine so you just have to put your own spin on things and and not to be shy I think that that's held me up so much that I'm really going to put everything out there and hope for the best. 
Because you only, you know, we're only here for a little while. Right, right. You can't really save everything up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I think you um, also mentioned to me that you were uh, licensing um, your products. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about licensing. I've I've been interested in that. Like when I go to Joann's, I see certain mm-hmm. uh, certain designers who have you know either wrapping paper or fabric mm-hmm. or you know just little books, notebooks, this kind of thing. Uh, a little bit about the licensing process. So what you can do is you can get an agent to represent you in your line, mm-hmm. and what that agent will do is they'll take a large cut of whatever you make. Yeah. You know, fifty percent, forty percent, sixty. It depends on your agent, uh-huh. and but they'll do all the work for you. Uh-huh. So if you want to just design, get an agent. If you want to license your artwork yourself, uh-huh. it's a it's a long road. <laughs> but I think the more that you put out on social media, the more you get people to follow you. Follow you. Um, the more popular you are as far as numbers, the more apt that larger companies like Target, Crate and Barrel, those will contact you. Okay. As they'll contact you after you, you know, progressively, you know, send them things, uh, show them your portfolio. Mm-hmm. Some companies won't use individual artists either. They they like agents. You know, oh. agents can get can keep it consistent. Oh, okay. So I think it's important um, uh, to just keep sending out your uh, book, a, a portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I've printed up my designs in a book and send them to companies. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm just like send it out to like uh, just like wherever Target. you like. It. Just find really? that art director, that creative director, uh-huh. and just send your work. Oh, okay. And don't send anything, you know, hand painted original. But right, you just have to keep up because they're very busy at their jobs. They're sure they're in their cube. They're they're right. looking through things and. They might forget that you're there, uh-huh. so you just have to consistently send, uh-huh. keep sending. Uh-huh. Well, with that, do you follow up? Do you call them afterwards? Like I sent you mm-hmm. this information. Did you you follow I up? Call. Mm-hmm. I've called. I've called. Yeah. <laughs> I've called, and yeah. I've, I've sent in emails. But I try not to annoy. If I don't, if I, I'll call. I'll email. And if I don't hear back, I might wait a little while and send a postcard with the same print on it or something and then call them or time or okay. email. Okay. But I try not to bug them too much until right. I have another line, then I'll send them the next line. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a fine line um, between, you know, calling and following up and kind of being a pest. And yes, so exactly. You don't yes, want to, you don't you don't... go that far. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So let's see. Um Let's see, what else um, can we talk about? What else do you like to do? Do you like to, I know you've, you've been sewing uh, some things. Is that correct? You've been making yes. like, yeah, like so, uh, pillows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've made pillows and just, I'm starting a line of patterns. And uh, we were just talking about before we started about, you know, when did you learn how to sew? Mm-hmm. Uh, sewing with, with Nancy was on TV right. and when I had my boys, when I was pregnant with twins, in my first class I took at a sewing shop. Uh, I think it was so much fun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to come out and help me get my sewing machine into the, because I was so pregnant with my twins. Oh, wow. That they had to carry my sewing machine in. I took my, thank goodness I took that class before because I didn't leave the house for three months. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, after they were born? Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
that really helped when they napped. I learned how to sew. Then I think that's uh, if you're not taught as a child or learn from a friend, there's you know something has to happen where it keeps you 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 know feeling like you've accomplished something that day. Right. So they go down for naps in the morning, naps in the afternoon, and I would accomplish in those two hours a day something that made me feel really good. And I think that's what sewing is about is, you know, it's something small that you do and it's for you or a gift for someone, but it makes you feel really, really good when you make something beautiful. Right. right. So it, I think it's a big confidence booster. Right. And we need to keep that going with young women and young men. My boys know how to sew. Oh, really? Yeah. They've oh. sewed teddy bears when they were a few years ago. They're 11 now, so it's been a while, but they still have them. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, and they love to sew. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, tell us something else about you that we don't know. What are your future plans? Tell us about your studio space. My studio. <laughs> future <laughs> plans with my First, I'm going to clean it up. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah I'm going to declutter mine. Yeah. <laughs> future plans. Everything is going to be organized. It's just precision. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's taken a while. I've gotten it. It's getting a little bit better every time. Um getting my, you know, my silk screening and dyeing things in one part. Mm-hmm. I work out of my basement that mm-hmm. does have a couple windows, thank goodness, and a oh, door yeah. <laughs> with a little sun and light coming in. And uh, it's a great place to uh, go down and a place of music. I try to keep it light. I used to keep it more 80s, but now I know. Uh, Susan Brumbaker Knapp said she does uh, her sewing to classical music. So I found a sort of an in-between of jazz and mm-hmm. um, indie. I think that works well for me, but they cannot say any words. It has to be just acoustic, you know, music. That's funny. So yeah. Because if there's words and I'm listening to the words, so. Right. And I have ADD, so this is a big thing for me to be able to focus, to mm-hmm. go in and to keep those hours consistently working and being creative. Right. Right. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's so for the future, mm-hmm. I plan on doing that more consistent hours with my music. Uh, it makes me feel good inside, warm, and I'm happy. And I try to live, you know, right in that moment and enjoy that peacefulness. Because when we create, when we're creative, as you know, Karen, I think that's when you feel the most comfort and joy. Right. Right. It's it, I I especially like it because it's a good feeling, like you said earlier, of of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've accomplished something that day. Mm-hmm. And you're proud of yourself. Right. You know, right. it's great. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Laura. Thank you too, uh, Karen, for having me. Oh, you're very welcome.